Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your boy, John Naltado with Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Back at you with another one with my boys, Vlad and Barry. What's good, fellas? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, what's going on, guys? We're on to episode 27. Episode 27 That's of the right, Pro Jamal Fans. Murray. Jamal Murray. Yeah, yes, yeah. Sir. Okay, this 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 week I'm catching on. You know, oh, you, you like that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 27. Much 27. better than the, last week's. Right, right, with the 26, so. That definitely 27, Jamal Murray and Daniel Tice. There we so, go, man. Got to show our Boston boys some love. For yes, sure. sir. Uh, Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go. Uh, as always, man, follow us on social media. We on there. We're, we're prevalent on there. Uh, we're on Instagram, ProFans underscore sports. We're on Twitter.com slash ProFansports. Facebook.com slash ProFansports. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. And that's youtube.com slash profansports. And anytime you want to ask a question, you can hit us up on any of those social media platforms or profansports1 at gmail.com. As always, we drop every Tuesday morning on all major streaming platforms. And I'm talking about Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts. I mean, we're we're, we're everywhere. Uh, Stitcher. Uh, We got a lot of stuff going on out there. And we drop videos on YouTube every Wednesday. Thanks to our boy Vlad. Um, Soon we'll be on Charlemagne's Black Experience podcast. Yo, that would be dope. Hey, that would be dope. That's awesome. You're working on you that. Huh? I'm just thinking about it. I don't know how it works. Why not? Yet. Why not us, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right. Let's get and, on there for and, real. And Tidal, Tidal just added a podcast um, section to the air. Ooh. So Ooh, that'd be dope if we can get on that too. Everybody's jumping on the podcast train, man. Yeah. Um, that's the new wave, no doubt. So, yeah, let's we got some new platforms to get on let's do it we belong on everything man straight up Facts. you know what i mean um and before we dive into anything man it was a it was a tough week for some of our boston based um you know sports figures man um mm-hmm, absolutely. you know it, it was a hard 24 hours you know starting yesterday and then in the earlier on during the week uh we got some big news as well um and we're talking about bill belichick um Actually, his mom passed away. Jeanette Belichick um, died of natural causes, natural causes at, at 98 years old, you know. So um, rest in peace to her and, you know, condolences to Coach Bill Belichick, yeah, man. Prayer, prayers to Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Prayer, prayers to Coach Belichick and the rest of that family, for sure. Yeah, man. And like he said, you know, 98, that's that's a long life, you know what I'm saying? That's so, great um, I shoot, I'd like to see 80. Sounds like I mean? sounds like a really long life. For and real. She, she got to see her son becoming the best out of his profession. Literally. So right. sure, oh, absolutely. I'm sure she's proud and she. I hope she enjoyed the life she lived. Yeah, man. Uh, um, absolutely. I heard she spoke seven languages. Bill was saying. Yeah, wow. I remember. His press he, conference. He, That's pretty dope, man. She was like really smart, really yeah, smart woman. Yeah, absolutely. And he said, uh, I actually tried to do the stuff that he she was doing, but you know, I I just couldn't cut it. <laughs> you know, he, he was like, I honestly, I just, I just couldn't cut it. So um, I don't you think know, he turned out to be too bad. He, uh, I think himself. he did all right. So, yeah, I think he he did okay. Not not bad. You know, right. yeah. Um, you know, so again, rest in peace to her and um, condolences to the whole Belichick family. And then um, I just want to add to that before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Linda Holiday, um, Bill Belichick's wife, girlfriend, 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 long time. Her dad also died a couple days later. Wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! So it was a a really sad week in the Belichick household. So condolences to both of them and prayers and um, prayers up to them and their family. Hopefully, find comfort. You know what they say, man. You know the deaths they come in threes. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it did, unfortunately. And, and, and it sounded like it did in sure this situation did. because um, yesterday we got really bad news prior to uh, the Patriots game um, starting earlier on during the day. Uh, James White was actually... Yesterday as in Sunday. 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 Right, right, right. Right. James White, um, who is the running back for... A running back for the New England Patriots, man. Um, you know, he got some bad news, so he was inactive. Uh, his dad actually passed away in a fatal car crash um, in Miami. Uh, and his mom is actually in uh, critical condition, so um, I can't even imagine, man. That's that's tough. Yeah, that's real tough, man. I mean, car accidents are no joke. And nah, just you nah, know, you wake nah, up nah. and everything is fine, and then the next minute they're not. So prayers up to him um, and his family. Hopefully, his mom makes it out okay. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, prayers to her, man. Yep, yeah, that, definitely. hopefully he finds comfort in football. Um, hopefully next week he can come back and clear his mind up or something uh he's i mean i, I don't i'm he, not even sure if he'll be back next week yeah. this is one of those cases yeah where you know you give a guy as much time, time as off he as he needs to be able to heal you know uh, in all aspects and to you know be with his family and loved ones uh with you know to you know prepare for the you know funeral of his father uh i know I that's agree. a very devastating and tragic situation and uh and and it's tough to talk about very heartbreaking uh you know almost came into tears when uh i heard about it uh you can only imagine what him and his family are going through uh right now with you know the death of james white's father and his mom being in critical condition in the hospital in the car accident uh so yeah it's i'm not i'm not very saying, scary i'm not saying he should be back i'm saying hopefully as many athletes do they find comfort in coming yeah. back to the right, game. Absolutely. Getting back on the field, man. No, no I hear what you're saying, Vlad. That's a fair point. Definitely. I don't know. Me personally, I'm probably one of those people that don't get through that very well. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't think I can concentrate on, like, getting on the field. Like, I'm, I think I'm very emotional in that way. Like, I, yeah. you know, it's like, no, forget that. Like, there's more important things right now. But, you know, athletes, they've been playing sports all their lives. Is that the field is where they, they find comfort. It's kind of yeah. like their sanctuary, kind of, you know. Um, if we're thinking about other guys that have had really bad deaths in their families and they continued playing, you if know. If you think about um a couple of years ago, Isaiah Thomas, his sister yes. died. Oh, yes. yeah. He yeah, came yeah. out and he couldn't. It was really hard for him to play, but he came out and balled out. Sometimes oh, yeah. it just it helps channel. It helps them grieve through whatever sports that they're playing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, no, that was hard, man. I, I mean, you know, Barry was just saying he almost got brought to tears. That one right there was just like, yo, you could see that right there, man. Um, and rest in peace to China, man. Um, yeah, and that no, that's his sister. That was extremely emotional, and uh, yeah, I think I actually went to that game as well. Um. I believe it was what game one of that playoff series mm-hmm. or something like that, and I actually was there with you know my boy uh, DJ B Dog, and yeah, I there played uh, his heart out and uh, and left it all on the court. So that was a special moment, and in, in, in that point of time, you know when Isaiah Thomas was here, and you know I was you know blessed and lucky to be able to be at the Garden and to witness that, because uh, I can only imagine how hard it is to be able to play. Um, you know, with someone you're close to and, uh, you know, and a sibling uh, passing away in a 
tragic tragedy like that. I definitely agree, Barry. Man, you know, um, that that definitely was hard. So you know, again, rest in peace to the, the Whites. You know, his father. Uh, you know, hopefully James White is staying strong. And you know, as much as we'd love to see him on the field, you know, this week coming up, we know there's there's bigger things than sports out there. Um, but um, you know, let, let's get into some you know more. You know, not to downplay what happened, but let's get into some more positive or, you know, let's some lighter stuff. Let's you know get what I mean? The sports. That's yeah. right. Um, so NBA, obviously NBA is, you know, as a, at a big point right now. It's the NBA playoffs, Western and Eastern Conference finals right now. Um, I think prior to this episode, we saw the Lakers uh, taking on who they take, not the Lakers, the Nuggets going against the Clippers and uh, the Nuggets actually, actually made it, man. You know, that... <laughs> Yeah, so it was unbelievable comebacks by Denver in both series against Utah, and then they did it against the Clippers, who a lot of people were um, taking to go in the finals. Um, I picked the Clippers to go in the finals, so I was I was shocked. Um, I it was it was a gutless series by the Clippers. They <laughs> they they did not have any guts in game four five or six um oh sorry four um four five six or seven mm. um no yeah i no sorry game five six and seven mm-hmm. and they were up by 16 points in most of those games and they let they let um denver come back um doc rivers couldn't get his guys um to finish games and to close out the series um pg pg 13 just he wasn't playoff p um well, like playoff pan- puke pandemic p yeah it, uh, or he was hit, or, or way off p he was yes, he, he was like he was hitting one. the side of the backboard um it, i don't want to stay too long on this but it was very disappointing i i was rooting for the clippers to make it to the final so it, it actually when they when i saw them losing it actually hurt me i i couldn't believe that they were losing um you know and people talked about maybe firing doc rivers and I, I cannot disagree with that. Maybe he does need to get fired. He's lost. He's lost too many um, three-one lead. He's like one of the the, the coaches that lost um, multiple three-one leads, and it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I think he's on his third now, right? Yeah, correct. So he's lost Two three with the Clippers. That's crazy, right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he was he was he coaching was the, the coach Clippers with, with, with CP3, Blake CP3 Griffin, and, and DeAndre them. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, that's terrible. That yeah. That's terrible, man. Oh yeah, he he definitely um he should be on the hot seat, man. You know, I I feel like sometimes organizations get stuck with like certain coaches because they they've gained so much respect around the league. It's kind of like the Mike D'Antoni thing. It's yeah. like you know some of these coaches they've been coaching so long and they've had some success. So like you know they they let them go around coaching all, a lot of different teams. What what is Doc on like? How many teams has he coached so far? Has he has he coached so far a lot, right? For, for the Clippers. No, I mean he's just been bouncing around the league, just coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, has he on... only coached just the Celtics and the Clippers? Uh, Magic, the Magic. Okay, that was his first uh, his blown three-one lead was with the Orlando okay. Magic. Yeah, and I get it, man. You know, um, it's not a lot of guys that uh can can coach a basketball team, a professional basketball team. You know what I'm saying? So, well, he can um, coach. He, he can just, coach for sure. He just hasn't been able to make it over the hump except for that first that one time with the Celtics. Um, yeah, and. And with the Clippers, he hasn't even made it to a Western Conference final. Never mind a final. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, it's unacceptable. Crazy, and he's been there and, for seven years now. And that team, that team this year was like the ultimate team to make it to that final. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And yeah. to not make it, I, I it's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Like I'm over it now because it's been uh, almost a week since then. But 
wow, I could not believe it that night. Mm-hmm. Like the Celtics lost game one that night. Mm-hmm. I felt more bad for the Clippers that night God. just because just because the, the Celtics game was close and the guys were trying. But I couldn't I just could not believe the Clippers. That that was the most one of the most disappointing thing I've seen um in the bubble this year. Hey, I think um last episode I was saying I, I wouldn't be mad if the Clippers lost and they lost and I wasn't mad at all. I, I you know what I'm saying? Mad. Just right. it's not it's not that I don't like the Clippers, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like um, it's kind of like what's happening with, with the Bucks, you know, uh, you put this team together and all of a sudden they're the champions, you know what I'm saying? I don't like that because I feel like, well, there's other teams that's been put together pretty well as well. You know, what I mean? there's other teams that's been together and clearly uh, the Nuggets have been together way longer than the Clippers. And you could you could see the cohesiveness, you know, um, Jamal but Murray and Jokic, you know, they, they're a dynamic one two punch, man. Yeah. Um. I have a lot more to say, but man, oh, I know you do. But but I let Barry go because I, I haven't heard him. Yeah, I mean you've definitely brought up some good points, Vlad. I mean I don't even know what else is there to say, but I'm gonna try to you know my best to you know come up with some different points. So I mean, as we know, this was an absolute you know dis- disastrous and nightmare ending for the Los Angeles Clippers as bad as it really could get for them. Like this was an epic choke job and one of the biggest chokes that I've seen in, you know, recent sports history in this modern era. I mean, the fact that they let this happen again, blowing a three, one lead against the Denver Nuggets, a team that just came back from a three, one lead, the previous series against the Denver Nuggets and to have two, you know, you know, stars like Kawhi and PG who couldn't close out that series and that played as pathetically and as god-awful and abysmal as those guys whoa, were. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, what was, like, no, they, they were just flat-out bad. Like, let's not, not give the not Clippers. Kawhi. Ka- Ka- Kawhi was bad in Game 7. He played. Just in Game 7. Okay. No, I'll, I'm I'll not going to let you tarnish Kawhi. Kawhi had a great series. He was the, I wouldn't say he had, well, that he oh, played well. He, he had played a great well. Series. He played well. He but was averaging like twenty nine. He was averaging the the highest points in the guys left in the bubble. I mean, he, he was he, he played was well, like but I, I still expect him to play better. In nah, this. he had like, as help. much as it falls on PG because he had like, only get me started on PG like this. Balls on Kawhi Leonard as well. Even nah. as good as he was, that series, if he was so good, he should have found a way to close out this series. He had it, no help. Listen, you know, I get that, but sometimes when you're that guy and you're that superstar of a team, like if other guys aren't helping you, you have to find a way after, to win the after game. After 14 yourself. games? After 13 games? Listen, I, I think I'm going to um, side with Barry on this one. Uh, like, I disagree. I mean, 13. 13 games he was Listen, carrying the team, and PG was doing nothing. I'm only going to agree. Manchester Harrow wasn't doing anything. Uh-huh. Lou Williams wasn't doing mm-hmm. anything. Like, I don't know, 13 I'm, games. I'm going to give Kawhi all, the, give that, but all the credit. He I'm going to go with Barry because I don't I don't want to give Kawhi, like, any excuses. Because I feel like they make right, excuses for this guy all the time. Exactly. I'm not making excuses for him. He played. Listen, Those guys next to him didn't we, play. We sat here and talked about other players and how they're supposed to make the other players around them better. I didn't see oh, that. They, you know what I mean? That, I didn't that's, see PG, that. that's PG. PG. I mean, PG you don't, said, PG, you said, don't need, PG don't need Kawhi to make him Listen, better. you said he didn't PG, have help. He, he had it. help. He has, like, no, some of the didn't. top guys. They didn't, they the, didn't the two of the six no, men. guys underperformed, though. They, they, they didn't did. play. But I'm just saying, play. don't say he didn't have help. Because no, these guys, 
These guys could he was you know, the start on other himself. teams. They could be the star on other teams. So like, and exactly that's, that's the only, my point. That's the only way. Well, you have guys that are supposed to be stars on other team, and and you want me to hold your hand. Exactly. You, I mean, you, I, I agree you with can, that. You can score forty points by yourself, and now you want me to hold your hand. What am I gonna do with that? I agree with if, that. If you were like an up and coming player or something, okay, let me, you know, let me, like, like, um, like Jimmy Butler is doing. Jimmy, sometimes Jimmy Butler doesn't even score that much. Yeah. For for his team to win, you know, what mm-hmm. I mean, he's. Facilitate he's timely making. when other guys have it going, but when other guys don't have it going, it's called having that killer instinct. And that's what it's called. It's called that's what Kawhi's been the nail doing. In the coffin. And Ka- that's what Kawhi's been doing. Those he games didn't that do that in no, this series. The, the and, games, and with those other games, the, games that, in this, the, the last couple games in this series, he did not do the that. Games that the, the games that the Clippers won, the games that the Clippers won, he played hard. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just not in the business of giving Kawhi excuses. That's it. You're right. I'm, I'm not giving him a pass for this. Nah, he, I, I'm he not giving him a pass because he played. He doesn't need a pass. He made the plays happen. Yeah, but the guys around him didn't. I, the time that he needed the guys to step up, nobody stepped listen, up. Listen, Who man. stepped up? Look, you Who know, played well in that series? Milwaukee, you know, went down. We're like Giannis. Who played he well in that somebody, series, though? You know what I'm saying? Besides, um, right? Exactly. Who played well in that series? You can even name somebody that you can say, yo, that guy had like two, three good games. Besides Kawhi, nobody else. I, I think we can. We all said that. Um, they haven't. They haven't had their guys all year. Like they haven't yeah. had a full team all year. It's just right. been guys like been guys in coming in, guys leaving, right, guys right. getting injured, guys getting healthy. And you know, same thing with the bubble. Montrezl Harrell was not in there for mad long, and then he Blue came. And I think us. um Jokic definitely um neutralized him really bad in that last series man yeah, uh, he, he, could, he couldn't do anything with that boy but before we move on to something else i just want to give credit to the denver nuggets no facts, the denver facts. nuggets bro, bro. are the winners of that series as much as i'm upset at the clippers <laughs> the denver nuggets deserve all the credits for you guys to come back 3-1 twice unbelievable jamal murray man you you're cooking it and i want to give you all the credit I, yeah, I, I, I want you i want you to have that same energy against the lakers but I'm gonna give you the credit for what you did against Utah and what you did against um the Clippers, man. It, unbelievable. For unbelievable. sure, for sure. Him man. and Jokic. Jokic yeah. balled yeah. out too oh, yeah. and was cooking that that series. They couldn't stop Jokic. Jokic absolutely took over and dominated as well as Jamal Murray. So definitely shout out to those guys because as much as the Clippers imploded and collapsed, those guys did their thing and they took the series and they wanted it more than the Clippers at the end of the day, and that's what it came down to. Absolutely. But it's a shame on the Clippers and absolutely disgraceful what they uh, put on a team with that much talent shouldn't perform that badly in the playoffs, and that's why I'm not giving any of those guys a, a pass. So that's what it is, and uh, you know and that's what we'll uh, see what happens with the Clippers um, next year and moving forward what they decide to do with that team Um and if they want to keep that same roster and the same coach. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I want to talk about, you know, our favorite boys, the Celtics. But prior to that, um, I just want there's, there's a couple of announcements I want to make um, when it comes to. Uh, yeah. And I also want to touch up on. Um, well, we have to touch up on uh, Denver versus uh, Los Angeles now as well. Uh, but uh, before that, there's there's been some things happening in, in the NBA. Um, one, Giannis uh, won the MVP. Uh, for two two years in a row. Yeah, you know. Um, and then with that, there was a little bit of backlash from our boy LeBron James, who actually only got 16 first place votes. So he he thought 
that wasn't good. Um, and the NBA did come out with the all NBA team. So I want to definitely, um, get you guys' help on listing these guys right now. So I'll take the first team. Vlad, you'll take the second team and, um, Barry, you'll take the third team. So for the 2020, um, for all NBA first team, uh, the MVP Giannis, um, is in there as the forward LeBron James is in there, um, runner up for the MVP, uh, James Harden, uh, as a guard, Anthony Davis as a center, and then Luka Doncic, which is, Freaking amazing that Luca's on here, man. Only in his what second year in the yeah. league? Yeah, yeah, exactly year two. And That's crazy, man. He's already first team All NBA. Yep. Yeah, he now goes to show how great of a player he is. Facts, Vlad. Um, all All NBA second team. We have Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicol- your favorite. Speaking of Kawhi, <laughs> Nikola, Nikola Jokic, mm. Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. yep. Chris Paul, and Pascal Siakam. Mm. Yes, I yes. didn't agree with the Pascal Siakam one. Yeah, me, me, me either. Right, mm-hmm. right. I would have had him on the third team instead of the second. But, I mean, he's deserving at least be on one of those top three teams. So, mm-hmm. shout out to Pascal. And with that being said, uh, we're going on to the third team. And we have on the third team uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I didn't agree with Russell Westbrook being on there either because I don't know what's up with Russell. Yeah, um, I mean, he had a good regular season, but you're right. They could have had someone else uh, on like, there. Like Bradley Beal? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Right, yep. right. Yeah. Or Devin Booker. Devin Booker. But come on, Bradley Beal, I would have given it to Bradley Beal in my no, opinion. No, definitely, uh, um, you know, Bradley Beal without question should be on the third team. I would totally agree with that. It's asinine that they didn't have this guy on any of the teams and he was one of the top scorers in the league the whole you know regular season and this guy absolutely was cooking and getting buckets all year long yeah man and um the nba also actually uh, released a nba all rookie team um and for the first team we got ja morant uh, from memphis who's also the rookie of the year uh, as we let you guys know in uh, in one of our previous shows and then um one guy that, you know, I'm definitely, uh, I admire that because he, he went undrafted and he's already made the first team, which is a Kendrick Nunn guard for Miami Heat. Uh, Brandon Clark, um, who a lot of people said that the, the Celtics should actually draft and they didn't. Um, Zion Williamson uh, made the first team, uh, unsurprisingly, and Eric Pascal. Um, from the Golden State Warriors, and he was definitely a surprise. Vlad, you want to give us a second team? Second team, Tyler Hero, another player that the Celtics are facing right now against the Miami Heat. He's cooking. Terrence, De- Terrence Davis from the to- Toronto Raptors. Kobe White from the Chicago Bulls. P.J. Washington from the Charlotte Hornets. And I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, Ru- but uh, Roy Hachim- Rui Hachimura. Hachimura yep. um, from the Washington Wizards. Yeah, he's actually um Asian, I think. um. Chinese or Japanese, one of them, but he has that whole market corner. It's kind of like, like um, sounds like a Japanese Japanese. Name. Yeah, yeah. I was just he, gonna say he has that, that right, whole right. market. It's kind of like one. It's kind of like the the Yao Ming situation where you know he made all these all star games and it's like who's voting for him and we forget China can vote too. As a um, content, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. But so in this, this um Japan, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah this time. Yeah. yeah, but um, let let's get into some of the you know the playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. Um, let's start off with um the Western Conference Finals where we got the Lakers versus uh Denver Nuggets, and the Lakers um are now up two and zero. Last night they took a nail biter at the end by uh, Anthony Davis. He uh hit a three pointer at the last second there and screamed Kobe yes, while he yes. did it. And that was awesome. Um that was that was beautiful. It was, you know, it, it kind was. of um reminded me of uh the the OG Ananobi 
uh, pass, you know, at the end there versus the Celtics, um, the last the last series better. we that had. That was better. It, it yeah, was yeah, definitely yeah. This, better. It was definitely AD better. shot was much better. It was definitely, definitely better. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, wait. You mean Ananobi's shot was better? No, I'm, I'm saying this was better. Wait, AD's, you, right? You thought yeah. AD's was better? Yeah, I, I, I thought AD was more, um, more of a... Um, Ananobi's play, I thought was, there was a little bit of luck involved in it with the way that Kyle Lowry threw the ball um, to Ananobi. I... I feel as though there was a lot of luck involved in that shot. Where I feel as though um, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis' shot was more of of a pure shot that I thought that I had a chance to go in. Like another big shot, I was like, it might bounce off the the rim, which it didn't, unfortunately, and broke right. my heart. But yeah. um, Anthony Davis' shot, I thought. But anyways, I didn't get to watch that game because I was watching the the Patriots game, which was happening at the same time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of that game and. Um, it looked like it was a back and forth, and Denver obviously made it a close game. Um, I think Denver is definitely can definitely still still a couple game. Um, in that series, um, they just haven't made made, made it happen yet. But I'm not sure if they can actually take that series. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> think that uh, you know, the the Lakers just overmatched the Denver Nuggets. I really don't see that this being. Much of a series, uh, you know, Denver's, you know, in game two, I thought they played better uh, than they did in game one, and they, uh, you know, tried to come back and win that. I know they came back from a big uh, double-digit deficit in that game to uh, cut the lead down to one possession and take that, eventually take the lead before uh, Anthony Davis uh, hit the game winner at the buzzer. Uh, but I think the Lakers pretty much got the series in. The, the bag, I think, you know, Jokic has a tough matchup dealing with all those bigs and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. I think they're able to uh, match, you know, his size and, uh, you know, and, and his versatility, uh, you know, with all three of those guys. And uh, they've done a pretty good job on the perimeter defending uh, Jamal Murray and, you know, hold, containing him and not letting him go off like he has in the previous two series, and then LeBron James and ADF, you know, they're doing what they do best, and they've been cooking and uh, in their bag in this series, so, uh, and as we expect them to be dominant every night, so I think, you know, this series is probably going to go five games, may even be a sweep, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers uh, sweep these guys, but I don't see it going any more than five games, to be honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that right there, man. Um, I mean, I, I I hope it becomes a series somehow. Um, man, but, I hope so, too. Yeah, like you said, though, I just think uh, the Nuggets are just overmatched with, you know, how big the Lakers are, man. And, and they're no slouches defensively, either. You right, know all saying? those so, bigs can defend, um, absolutely. I think they're definitely committed to, you know, what they're trying to do. I think the whole team is committed, and I think they see that, you know, out of all the teams that, that are out there, they're probably the strongest team left in the in the playoffs. You know, oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt based question. off of um their depth, depth um their starters, LeBron and AD. I mean, first team, you know, all NBA this year. As you know, you first named, team right, right. to do that in a long time. So, um, you know, I thought the Nuggets could have taken it last night, but as you can see, the Lakers stay engaged. They're not. They're nothing like the Clippers, man. And you know, they stay engaged on a, on the defensive end and um Rondo. Rondo's a yes. has been a really big playoff. Key for Rondo them, man, has, has, um, he's back. Oh yeah, and you know you 
during these the playoffs you can tell like how brilliant rondo is you know based on like his passing you know his iq setting up the team um and you can see like lebron was handling the, the ball the last couple of series that they had rondo wasn't there and the offense wasn't flowing like like it is now you know now lebron can be off the ball and you know he's dangerous when he's doing that when he's cutting when he's doing certain things right. you know um a lot of times LeBron is ball dominant, but he doesn't have to be. You know that's why he's one of the greatest playing out there. You know he could he could do anything on the court. So, um, I mean, hopefully we we get at least six games out of this yeah. series, but I I don't see that happening, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna Me either. I'm not gonna write Denver off. I'm not yet, gonna write them off either. Just because they've proved us wrong twice already. Yeah, yeah. And, and I hope I hope they do it again, but. But it's it's not looking quite good for them. Yet. Yeah, you know those Cinderella stories that that usually happens. This is like the roadblock. It's like, shut up, <laughs> right? You know, right. Um, yeah, yeah. They think that's a good point. They think the Lakers it definitely would be that roadblock, and they're a different beast than those uh, you know other two teams. Even though they were good, those other two teams that they played without question. But right, yeah, the Lakers are on a different level, and you can see how locked in. Uh, those guys are, and yeah, I doubt that would happen in this series, but you never know. Like, I didn't think it could happen in either one of those previous series, and look what happened. So, and, you know, the underestimate Denver, and it's not over until it's over. Yeah, and I think um, LeBron wants to uh, get rid of these guys and get to the finals as quick as possible. Um, just, just you know, he said it the other day. I'm mad, man. He's yeah, angry. he's motivated. He's, he's right? motivated and he's angry, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, and, hey, good luck to them, but uh, let, let's talk about our boys now, um, who unfortunately have started the Eastern Conference on a struggle, man. You know, um, so the Celtics right now, they are down 2-1 to the Miami Heats. Um, but, you know, you would hear that and think that, you know, they're just getting like overmatched and stuff like that. But that's not the case. Um, there's been a lot going on where they've had double digit leads um, and, and have lost them. And I, I just want to know what would have you guys. What are you guys thinking of this series so far? Um, who needs to step up um, and who you think is – well, I think we talked about who, who the X Factor is going to be. Um, maybe something that surprised you in this series. Um, and, and basically whatever other comment that you have based on this series. I mean, I said it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat won, won this one. The Heat plays harder. They're tougher. They, they, they're more resilient than the Celtics. And um, my warning last week before the series started was – that Eric Spolstra can coach his way around Brad Stevens, and it's up to Brad Stevens to prove, to prove me wrong in the series, and he has not. And what you think, um, Spolstra is is coaching around um Brad Stevens right now? Yeah, hmm. um, ten <laughs> times over. Okay. <laughs> um, if 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 you look at the the zone, the zone defense that Spolstra has been putting out there, he every time he puts it out there, the Celtics have. Are hesitating. They 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 are hesitating to attack it until game three. Yeah. Game three, mm-hmm. they did a good job of finally attacking it. Finally, not hesitating. Um, Jalen Brown really attacking it. Um, even um, Kemba was attacking it. Tatum was attacking it. And also Brad Stevens finally put somebody in the middle of the zone to either bounce the ball, the the pass out out um up to the top of the key, or turn around um attack the rim. And and he finally did something about it. Mm-hmm. But game one and two, um, man, was that frustrating. Mm-hmm. Every oh, time, yeah. every time oh, the Celtics yeah. had the ball on offense, they set up a, a screen at the top of the key, and then after that, they were just passing the ball around. Nobody was attacking. Nobody. Oh, everybody was scared to shoot. Um, they were shooting the ball maybe two, three seconds left of the 
of the clock because they yeah. couldn't find a play. It's almost like there was no offense. It was unbelievable. I couldn't. I could not. I it, it bothered. I I didn't know what to think. And I, and I was like, this is what I was talking about. Brad Stevens was not coaching those guys around the zone. They couldn't hit the zone. They couldn't figure out. They couldn't figure out themselves against the zone. And every time he took a, a timeout, the team comes out. It was the same thing. It was unbelievable. Right, right. Uh, finally, game three. Game three was different, but not better. Oh, I'm sorry, not that, not that much better. Um, we mm. almost lost that lead again, and that's 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 a credit to the resiliency of the Heat. They fight till the till the till the last minute of the, the game. Mm. Um, you know, I want I, the Celtics have been leading by 16 points. I think in the first game. Uh, 12 points was it in the first game and then and 17, it was like 14 points in the first game yeah. and then 17 points the second game yeah and they gave up both of those leads and and you know you want to give them credit but i can't i can't when you're losing when you're losing the game at the end of the day and you're not and you're not playing well you're not playing great defense on the um on the fast break yeah. you're, you're um you're not you're not you're not um you're not you're not um exercising your offense against the against the zone it it was just a mess, and I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, when when the Heat were playing man, it was a different story. But once they didn't want us to score, then we won't score for like five minutes. Yeah, it was like yo, the Heat are doing whatever they wanted. When they play man, we go out there, we score, and then they say, okay, let's start playing zone again, and then we don't score for five minutes. It was like the Heat was dead, dic- dictating the game, and Spoelstra was coaching his way around Brad Stevens for those first two games. Finally, he um, he managed to find a way around it in the third game. But that resiliency, that finishing the game, if if Brad Stevens cannot find a way to get those guys to finish those games, to actually win those games, man, we we it's not gonna be that long of a series. Yeah, I mean, you brought up some really good you know points about how this series is gone, and you know that I'm definitely with you on that. It's been an absolutely. Uh, disappointing and you know frustrating series for the Celtics to this point uh you know I haven't you know been impressed with the way they've played uh with the exception of you know game three uh I I thought you know that the, 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 you know this team is certainly would uh you know play much better and uh and be able to you know close out games better and they haven't done that uh you know they've taken their foot off the gas you know way too many times uh you know they're you know way too selfish you know on on offense uh and, and not you know move, moving the ball and you know got too much iso ball at the end of games and guys you know wanting to you know be the the hero and you know chuck up bad shots uh you know and dribble yeah and dribbling the ball for too long playing too much you know isolation ball and not really making the Miami Heat work on the defensive end, uh, and, you know, the turnovers were un- unbelievable, like, way too sloppy, way too many turnovers, I know in game two, they had, uh, 20 turnovers, and I think Miami, what, got, like, 30 points or something like that off those turnovers, so, uh, you know, that, that was pretty much the game right there, and a lot of those points were in transition, because when they turned the ball over, they were putting themselves in bad situations where Miami was able to get out on uh, the fast break and get uh, easy baskets from, you know, forcing the turnovers when they had the zone. So we're not able to take care of the ball, uh, you know, really bit them in the ass, uh, you know, in the first couple games. And that's why they were pretty much uh, blowing those 
you know, big leads that, that they, they had. Uh, so I um, certainly was pretty pissed off as far as how they played in the first two games. And I'm glad that Marcus Smart did what he did at the end of game two because somebody needed to say something and light a fire under their asses and get that team going, uh, you know, because there was just particularly not the end of the games, no sense of urgency and uh, and guys were too lackadaisical and they felt like they got too comfortable out there. So, um, you know, glad that that incident happened and it looked like they came out with a different mentality and a different mindset in game three and they were much more aggressive uh, attacking the paint right from uh, the start, right from the first few possessions. You knew that they were, you know, getting right to the basket and found a you know, finally, uh, you know, started doing what they were supposed to be doing and playing Celtics basketball, uh, you know, in getting 60 points in the paint, uh, you know, was big and they were able to set that tone early and often and let the Heat know that uh, this is how we're going to play uh, tonight, uh, regardless of being out of bow, being down there, protecting the rim, we're going to uh, go right to the basket and whether you play man or zone, we're going to continue to attack uh you know, the rim and, uh, and and attack the paint. So I think they did a much better job of that in game three. And definitely Haywood coming back um, in game three was, was big for them. They yeah. needed him back. Uh, you know, th- this team needed another, uh, you know, playmaker and another scorer and another, you know, guy that can make shots and make plays for, you know, for others. Uh, you know, so his presence was certainly missed and, uh, was great to see him out there, and he played pretty well and looked pretty good uh, in the minutes that he was. He played 31 minutes, and uh, you know, his didn't have the best numbers, but if you watch the game, you knew how much of an impact uh, he had, you know, on both ends of the floor. Particularly when they ran that zone, you know, having him out there, I felt like was you know big for them to be able to uh, you know to beat the zone and to uh, you know and to be much more effective when they did. Uh, decide to go, um, you know, on that with that zone defense. So I'm glad that you know we saw what we saw from the Celtics in Game Three, and hopefully that uh, continues moving forward uh, for the rest of the series because that's how they're gonna have to play, uh, you know, in Game Four, especially because they definitely need to win Game Four, else they're not winning this series. Simple as that. Uh, so you know, we'll see how that goes uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, and it's gonna have to be the same thing that they did in game three yeah i agree with a lot of stuff that you guys are saying um i think you know the nba is definitely like a a copycat league so to speak where um you know i i think eric spolstra spolstra is a is definitely a good coach um but i don't think he's coaching you know around brad steven whatsoever i think um eric spolstra you know knows how to scout you know and if you're thinking back to you know to the Milwaukee series, what they do, they pretty much went at Giannis and um, neutralized him. You know, they didn't neutralize him, but all the, most of their attention was on him. And um, I think he got that blueprint from the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, and Midwest, you know, with yeah. the Celtics, yeah. he's doing the same shit. He got the yeah. whole zone shit from Nick Nurse. You know, exactly. so um, shout out to Nick Nurse because he's somebody that doesn't try. I mean, that that isn't scared to try. You know, everything. You know, what I'm saying like he's fucking annoying as hell you know what i'm saying (laughs) but at the same time he's gonna try multiple stuff to like get his team going and one of the things he did was put his team in a zone and he definitely figured something out there because 
Kemba wasn't able to do shit. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't hide him. Um, they were coming at him pretty much every other you know possession da- down the stretch. You know, his he's a defensive liability, and um, I think Eric Spoelstra definitely took that and incorporated it to his team because they're not like. They're not a zone heavy team, and obviously we've seen in the last few. No, not prior to that. They, no, they wasn't. are. They talk um, about it all the time. They play the zone most of the year. Like they perfected that zone. From what I've seen, the Tor- Toronto Raptors are the ones that's nah. that's perfected they that. Talk- I- they were talking about the Heat playing the zone most of the year, and them being comfortable in that zone, and them playing that zone. Make like making it part of the identity. I've heard they were comfortable in it, but I didn't think it was nah. their no, specialty. They, they, they play yeah. the yeah. zone. They, they play the more zone than yeah. Toronto. Yeah, they play, does. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a, that's a good point by Vlad. I'm, I'm I agree with him and on that. I, they yeah, they didn't play. I don't think they played like that against um Miami, did they? Well, no, but I, I don't think they went into that set they, they against Milwaukee zone, like that. But, they played but, some zone, but it wasn't as heavy as they are using against the Celtics. And so, I feel I'm like telling you, the um, zone has been. No, Miami's, I'm not saying you're 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 wrong. The, I'm just the saying zone has been Miami's thing all year. I'm not like, saying you're wrong either, but um, from what I've seen, I, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. From what I, I was seeing, that wasn't mm-hmm. like the big point of emphasis for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, Bam Adebayo helps them out a lot, which you know covers up a lot of the stuff that's going on with Duncan Robinson and, and, and Grodzik, you know, um, defensively. So, um, and you can see every time they move away from the zone, the Celtics are busting their ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the Celtics have led 65 percent of the time this whole series. You know, and, and I feel has- like coming down the stretch. Something happens where they throw that zone in there and they get discombobulated and stop passing the fucking ball. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. you're right. It seemed like Jason Tatum, he, he got scared there in the in the second game. Games and um, definitely. they played so sloppy down the stretch with, with Jalen Brown getting pickpocketed by Jimmy Jimmy Butler like two times in a row. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was, that was yeah, that was, was one of the sloppy. big things um, Marcus Smart was like really upset about. It's like you, you guys are back on that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yo, yeah. What, what are we doing? Um, and I, like you said, man, I'm definitely really happy that he had that outburst and yeah, you know to kind of like embarrass them a little bit. It's like, yo, honestly, I feel like the Celtics have the better team. You know, if you're looking the at it, have the they have the better team. You know, they do. and I, I feel like more talented. Oh yeah, what Brad was doing was working. But as soon as they throw that zone in there, or you know they go heavy on that, the the offense stagnates. And Brad man. wasn't coaching around that, and I don't know if he wasn't coaching he around was, that. I mean, the guys. No, I get what you're saying. I don't know if he wasn't coaching around that, or if he had, if he didn't have the right players. Because I feel like the nah. Miami bench is a lot better than than the Celtics bench, and Hayward coming back neutralized a lot of that shit. So my my take on that is, I don't think we need. So this is the way I, I feel about Hayward coming back. I love Hayward coming back. I yep. think mm-hmm. it's gonna help us. We he's he's a he's he's a ex All Star. Mm-hmm. He there's no way I cannot say that Hayward cannot help us win the championship. Yep. Having Hayward a hundred percent help us. Did yep. we need Hayward um, to beat the Heat? Yes, I think we need I, Hayward I, to beat I, the Heat. Yes, no, we, we do. Hold on, I, I think no, no, so. Hold on. Go ahead, Vlad. I don't think so because those first two games. We could have won we both of those games. Yeah, no, we that's a fair both point. Of those games, that's a fair point. And the only reason why we didn't win both of those games is because we stopped playing. We couldn't play around the fucking zone, and Brad Stevens went getting those guys ready to play against the zone. So, could can we beat the Heat without um without um Hayward? Yes, I believe we can. Okay. Will, will Will Hayward help us beat the Heat? Yes, I believe he will. But we could have beaten be, be the Heat without Golden Hayward. Not, I'm not saying we don't need him. Yeah, yeah. Don't right, no, wrong, I think you make a valid point. Nah, I hear that. We do need Hayward. I think but that's we could have beaten the Heat. We just, we, when we're not playing hard enough, the Heat yeah. up, even... Right, yo, we almost hustling them, but let me tell you, them, everything. We almost lost game three. Yeah, we so did. So how would you have felt, felt if we lost game three? 
Oof, you know what I mean? God, seriously, we almost lost, I been devastated. We almost lost game three after after playing a really good game, but the Heat just keeps coming back. Yeah. And why do we let that happen? That's a part of our identity that Brad Stevens needs to figure out. Brad Stevens needs to figure out how to how to take the right time out at the right time and be like, hey, yo, we up 12, we up 10, we up 8. There's three minutes left. Get ready for the let's run. Let's finish this game. Yeah, finish let's strong. Not, let's, exactly. not, let's not dip it on fouls or let's not let the game come. Let, let's not let it. I think it was a 12-point lead that get, came down to four points. Yeah. yeah. With, like, Just with like a, that in a heartbeat. A, in, in the way we lose lead in the series has been unbelievable. This oh, yeah. has, and, and that's why I, it's, it's not that we don't need um, Gordon Hayward, but we can do it without Gordon Hayward. Like, I wanted Hayward back, but I didn't want Hayward back in the Hayward is coming to save the series. That's not what I needed. I didn't want that mm-hmm. pressure on Hayward. When mm-hmm. Hayward came back, I was hoping he would come back just slowly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Slowly, play 10 minutes, play 20 minutes. Like, let's, it's not like we need him to break his hand again to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I, I, yeah. I think you... And I think that's, that's, that's problematic that we had gotten to that point. Hopefully, we can... I mean, we have well, how many days we got? Saturday, um, Sunday. We got, we got two Wednesday. more days Tuesday. before Game Four. We got three days to get our minds right, man. If we if we don't play a really good game, Game Two, and we don't play a convincing game, I game mean, four. I know Game Four, Game, game four. four. Sorry, so Game Wednesday, Four. Yeah. I know it's a, it's the playoffs is hard. It's tough. Um, it's not often that you're always gonna get a convincing win, but you need to show me that if you're up, you're not gonna just let a twelve point lead, um. Let the Heat erase a twelve point lead in one minute. No, I hear you. That shouldn't happen. I think I think I agree with a lot of the stuff you said. Um, right there, I think you make a valid point with with Dave. I mean, um, with Gordon Hayward, if we needed him or, to win or not. Um, I, I like what you said there. Um, because you're right. You know, we we've been busting their ass. You know, pretty much all series except the last twelve minutes of the fucking game. Which right, is, it's, it's like it's a problem. The half, but I think the third um, quarters have been an issue for this team as well as the fourth quarter. Yep, so yep, you're right. Yep. The first half is not an issue, but the second half has been an issue, and that's why I even uh, told you, John and Brian, uh, one of our other friends, uh, you know, who follows the podcast, that even when they had that big lead in the third quarter i was still nervous as hell and didn't feel comfortable because oh. of what had transpired in games one and games two was taking their foot off the gas and losing focus and you know and and not and playing the score instead of just continuing to play the game and do the things that you know you're doing well to that got you that lead so they, yeah they, they, they need to they definitely do a much better job of that in game four and for the rest of this series if they're actually going to be able to get past the heat and get to the um nba finals yeah i think lastly um what what gordon hayward does um because we were, we're questioning the zone and, and you know um and how that's happening but i think he definitely like brings a calming presence you know when when they do mm-hmm. hit the zones you know if you for example the pass he hit with um he hit uh daniel tice like right in the middle of that shit like boom you know, what I mean? like, you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. so like oh, yeah. i feel like he, he he's definitely our best passer you know and he brings a calming presence and i like the fact that he can handle the ball at the end of you know at the end of the games um and take walker off of there and do what he has to do and he can guard bam out of bio you know what i'm saying better than you know i'm sorry better than tice can you know what i'm saying like no, he's actually no. like the same height you know, which like six, eight, they're the same height. I, I you know? just noticed um, that too. Now I, I just seen that. Yeah, I don't know. That is crazy. He probably had one of the most impactful six point games. You know, he's had yeah. you know in a Celtics uniform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and hopefully he can continue. Um, I'm glad they do have the breaks so that you know he could work on his ankle and stuff like that. Um, but 
Um, what do you guys think about Game Four? Do you guys think we we can take Game Four? Man, we better. It's it's not it's not if we can take Game Four. It's like yo, we better we be, we we can take we could have taken any game. Yeah, right. We, we right. should be three and zero right we now. Can to take be honest, any, that should should be three zero Celtics. I'm not gonna say that because we don't deserve it. But no, we, we don't. But we I'm saying the way we played, you know, I mean, maybe yeah. Right, yeah, at right, least, but right. we shouldn't be down to one. That's for sure. Um, and, and we can take any game we want. The, these are the things I think the Celtics need to do: keep attacking the zone. Yeah, yeah. Play better defense on the on the fast break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, keep Marcus on 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 Grajic. Yep. Right, right. That keep that matchup going. Yep. And I mean, and and just be be lock in. Don't give up those leads. 48 Eight minutes. minutes. Exactly. Like, right, 48 right. minutes. Know, know the tempo of the game. Know where the game is. No don't let down. Don't, right, let, right. don't let down. Yeah, man. And, um, no, you're absolutely right, Vlad. Our young stars, man. Jason and Taylor. I mean, Jason and Jalen, y'all. Y'all got to carry this team, you know, and I like the way they played last game. Um, Jason Tatum almost had a triple-double. He didn't look hesitant. You know, the ball wasn't being dribbled. You know, the, they, they wasn't dribbling out the clock every time. Um, sometimes Man, I wish that, that they do that. Right. Oh, sometimes yeah. I wish that oh, they yeah. do that. You know, um, in the last three minutes when um, Marcus Smart took that shot, you know, that ill-advised shot yeah. and, um, against Duncan, but Duncan sucks on defense, so he fouled him. Um, but that could have went really bad because we were down like oh, four. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you know, they were lucky they built it. So, and it would have been having a whole different conversation. Yeah, and it took. definitely. It took Marcus Smart to score the last ten points for us to 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 get it out of there. But um, on on fouls. Yeah, exactly. Mostly free throws. Do you guys think that we could still win this series? Like I told you, we can, we can, we could have won any game. We can win this series if we do those things that we just saw. Yes, I still believe that we can win this series, and I'm I'm still gonna keep and stick to my. Uh, initial prediction that we had uh, when we were, you know, t- predicting the series last week in Celtics in seven. Uh, so I, I do think that they can win this series, but it's certainly not going to be easy because I'm expecting a much uh, better uh, Heat team come game four and a much more aggressive uh, Jimmy Butler since he wasn't really that aggressive in, in game threes. But I think they're going to come out like really hard and, uh, and, and and you know and come out tough like they, they did in the first two games. So the Celtics have to be ready for that and uh, need to play with that same energy and that same intensity uh, that they played in Game Three. And I believe if they do that, uh, they should be able to win this series uh, without question. I mean, you have the better team, so y'all y'all better figure this shit out. Yeah, they better you know? win Game Four, or else if they don't win Game Four, Game Four is a must win. If they don't win that, then y'all can forget about the Celtics winning this uh, series. I know Denver just came back from 2-3-1 leads, but I don't see that happening in this series if the Celtics don't win a game four on Wednesday night. Nah, not with not with the, you know, um, the grit of Miami, man. They, right, right. You know, those guys that have that underdog mentality and they're coming, you know, they're coming in fucking waves and those three-pointers, those three-point shooters over there, they're fucking dangerous, man. Ooh, Robinson, Hero, Grajic, uh, um, and, you know, I'm, I, I like how... Um, Jalen Brown made Jay Crowder look because in the first couple of games they made him look like he was the second coming of like, like he was Steph an Curry or some something. Shit. Right, I'm like, why? Right. Like how? How? You know? And you saw how getting into his face, getting into into his airspace, frustrated him um, from Jalen Brown last. And they game. even so, had a little scuffle in yeah, game yeah. three, which I like. Jalen finally let him know that hey, those first two games you're not gonna keep playing that like fluke, that. Okay. The rest of this series, like you ain't doing that to us, bro. If that's what you think you're doing, like nah, they, that ain't happening. No facts, man. Uh, yeah, no. Thank you guys for the for the conversation and um, good luck to the Celtics in Game Four that's coming up um, on Wednesday and um, 
game three for the Lakers is coming up tomorrow. Yes. So, yeah, so, game three. Tuesday, so now tomorrow, we, we would tomorrow, all be yeah. caught up. Um, Eastern and Western Conference, but um, let's jump into uh the NFL, man. You know the America's game, dude. I feel like it should be America's game now. It is um, absolutely, you know, because they they always say baseball is an old American pastime. Yeah, please but, get um, out of here. With football that. is king, man. You know, it sure is. Um, it has to be. Uh, it's it's been an interest. It's been an, uh, an exciting two weeks, man, in the NFL. You know, just watching the games. Um, you know, I think the fact that we didn't think we were gonna get football, and now we have football. Um, we've seen a lot of things happening, a lot, a lot of injuries, man. We had like half the league get injured this week. <laughs> Something like that. It feels like it. Yeah. A lot of big names got yeah, injured. Yeah. A lot, a lot of top down. guys, a lot of top guys. Oh yeah. Um, crazy. and you know, some of those guys are Saquon Barkley. He has a torn ACL. Nick Bosa, same thing. I mean, MC, MCL for on Barkley. Um, Nick Bosa, ACL. No, it's ACL um, for Barkley. He's done for the ACL. year. Yeah. ACL too? Yeah, he tore his ACL, and they, they just ruled him out uh, for the rest of the season. Yep, yep. Um, Nick Bosa, same thing. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he has a high ankle sprain. He um, might be out like four weeks or something. Yeah. Like Jimmy G? Yeah. Oh, damn. But he hasn't not... been confirmed that he's going to say he might be out. Well, weeks. I mean, if if it's like a Gordon Hayward injury, he has to be, right? Yeah, it'll be about um, a month, four weeks. Same shit. Right, right. Um, but I'm not surprised with Jimmy Garoppolo because I feel like he's pretty frail, man. Um, he, he, he's injury, he's injury prone. prone, man. Right, right. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't you wish that on stay him. stay healthy. I don't wish that on him no but, definitely um, not yeah uh, another guy that unfortunately is injured um tyrod taylor he had a chest issue uh, he had to be taken to the hospital but i feel like that guy every time he gets like an opportunity some dumb shit happens where he loses it you know because the backup shows something because like if you're watching the game yesterday that boy justin herbert he, he's a baller he balled he yesterday and he did his thing oh yeah there was a time you thought the Chiefs might lose that game. Yo, for right. real. I really thought they were going to lose. Like, seriously, I thought the Chiefs were, nah, I, you know, that the that Chargers were going to find a way to win. And it's crazy that they didn't. But, no, that certainly was an interesting game that, that caught my eye yesterday. Yeah, I, w- I wish they lost. Yeah, me um, too. I just wanted them to w- lose that I, game I so them to bad. Lose it, man. Oh, that would have been awesome. You know, God don't like ugly, so he's like, nah, they're going to Yeah, the football uh, guys <laughs> went on the... Uh, Charger side, but yeah, yeah that, for that real. too, right, right. But um, like I was saying, Tyrod Taylor it seems like every time he, you know, he has an opportunity, he goes down and his job gets taken. Because now, you know, the the question is gonna be like, when are you gonna start Justin Herbert? Because he fucking played a gem against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's like Next one of the best football teams in sports, man. Right, like, you know, their defense is trash, though. Yeah, so, their but, defense but, is but trash. But I hear what you're saying against the Super Bowl defending defending chance, chance, man. But that was, but it's Next just, Sunday, huh? Next Sunday. Uh, yeah, against Baltimore. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah right, right. We'll see. But that was an unfortunate injury with Tyrod Taylor. That actually happened during pregame yep. warm-ups, uh, which is crazy. That didn't even happen during the game. I initially thought it happened during the game, but no, it happened while he was warming up. So that guy just though, has the worst luck with injuries and just in general and in the league, he just can't buy a break at all. Yeah, I'm so I like Tyrod Taylor, man, but he's definitely like he's not a starter too. in this league, man. I, I, in my opinion, he's not a starter in this league, and yeah, he's um, like a bridge you know, quarterback. Uh, right, right. There's going to be questions about um, um, Herbert starting every single week, man. Um, another quarterback that got injured, Drew Locke. Um, he has a shoulder issue. Um, he's going to be uh, he has a rotator cuff issue, I believe. Um, and he's going to be out a couple weeks. Um, you know, Probably so that he could, he could that, heal up. Um, I don't know if it's rotator cuffs, but I know it's something with the shoulders. Um, right, right. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh-huh. Um, and then you know another big injury. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, uh, he hurt his ankle. Um, what did we say last week? What was his name? Michael Thomas injured his ankle last week as well. So 
you know, notable guys, you Bruce know. Ir- Bruce Irving, I think, tore his ACL. Yeah. Doing the, he sprained, he sprained his knee. game last night, He yeah. sprained his knee. He came out, he sprained no, no, his no, knee. No, 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 no. no, no, no he, another one came out. He tore, he's towards ACL, and he's, he's done for the year, year as well. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he just even um announced it. Ian Rappaport uh, tweeted and confirmed that, and then uh, Bruce Irving had tweeted on his uh, Twitter account that, oh, I guess – I'm human after all. Uh, oh so, wow! Yeah, pretty much confirming that. Yeah, he's done for the rest of the season with that twenty ACL. So yeah, I know guys tearing their ACLs left and right, and even that receiver from the Broncos, uh, Quillen Sutton, he also tore yes. his ACL and is yes. out for uh, the rest of the season. So I know this is crazy that all these injuries are happening, but I'm not too surprised because this is the risk that you take and the effect of not having a preseason is that guys are you know gonna get injured because they hadn't played you know any football in so long and you know when that happens you know usually a plethora of injuries you go down like we have just seen transpire in week two yeah man what what do you guys think that is is it because we didn't have like a training camp um because i don't remember all these guys going down so fast in the first couple of weeks man i know um you know there's a lot of injuries when it comes to football but I feel like this has been pretty excessive the last couple of weeks, man. Um, you guys think it's it's because we didn't have training camp or the guys didn't have enough time to train? I don't know, but I I know for the 49ers game, the coach was pretty upset, um, with the field conditions. Yes. Um, oh yeah, I did hear about that. MetLife. And I'm not sure that's the case everywhere else. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, it it sucks, but it's it's crazy as well. Yeah, no, it definitely sucks, man. Yeah, it is. But no, to answer your question, I think that yes, it, that is uh, affecting it. Like the, you know, not having a preseason and the lack of training camp, uh, particularly since they didn't put pads on until the end of training camp. I think that's coming back to bite these players in the ass and why, you know, they're dropping like flies. Yeah, I think I agree. Because it's like if you think about, you know, when, when you're playing a sport, if you don't stretch in the beginning, you know what I mean? Like, you're probably going to have some problems, you know, cramping up and shit like that. And I feel like it's kind of like that for them because their bodies are so used to, like, the training camp, getting ready, you know, building up to what's going on. And even while they're building up, some guys fall out. You know what I'm saying? Um, injury, Injuries like, um, you know, uh, old buddy from the Broncos, um, the defensive end there. Von Miller? Von Miller, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that happened in training camp. And, you know, yeah. these things happen. I, it sucks that it has to happen to some of the – top guys because i know some of those top guys were drafted really high in the fantasy realm um which brings us um to uh the pro fan sports podcast fantasy football league um and i think we want to say shout outs to um rudy looters aka black robin hood rita a fletcher team qdl4 uh, Joe Mazeka, <laughs> Fred Kitchens. Joey Maz, <laughs> I like that. You named it hey, Fred, Fred Kitchens. Kitchens. I love that um, name. That's awesome. Um, Kevin Tame, you know, yeah, Kevin freaking Tame, Tame Jr. My man. <laughs> um, I don't know who this is, but the Bad News Bears. Do you guys know who that is? I don't. I don't either. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure who that is. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, there's the Bad News Bears and then Justin Team. Justin? I don't know who Justin Team is. Oh, that's who. Justin uh, M. Justin Marcini. Okay, where, where, where? Yeah, Shout yeah, out to him. Yeah, one of my guys. Uh, no so doubt. his team is Justin M30. Uh, we got Team Kaz, 289. That's my boy Andy Kazo right there. Um, team D- D's Nuts, 617. And that's all we got to <laughs> say about that. <laughs> uh, that's the funniest name i'd say tim kimber team kimberly um which is kimberly ramreka she's actually all the way in toronto man and yeah uh, no, Ontario, big, shout man. Outs to her. big shout outs to her um a huge pats fan as well so yeah no, that's my home girl right there yeah, yeah wild card champ 34 don't know who that is don't know the name um uh, bobby ritz um team ritz bobby 
and then Jamari Jones team black on black. So um, shout out to you guys for, for um, signing up for the fantasy league and good luck to all you guys. Um, I just want to give an update on how those guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So last week, um, black Robin hood played team QDL for black Robin hood one, one Okay. Rudy um, to one Oh three. Um, Freddie kitchens played Kevin effing team junior. Um, Freddie Kitchens won one twenty two to one hundred one. Okay, Joey Mads, I bad, see you. Bad News Bears play Team Justin M thirty. Um, bad um, Team Justin M thirty won one fifty five to one forty eight. Um, team Kaz um, played Team D's Nuts. Um, team Kaz won one fifty eight to one thirty eight. Um, Kimberly um, played. Wildcard champs, Kimberly won one forty one to twenty seven. Okay, Kimberly. Um, All right. Team Reeds Bobby played Team Black on Black. Team Black on Black won one forty eight to one twenty one. So congrats to the guys that won that one. I'm not sure that I'm, if I'm gonna be listing all the games every week, but just wanted to do it. For maybe this maybe every couple of weeks. Maybe, right, yeah, right, maybe right. Every other week, week. right? Because you guys are in the league, so you know you know who's leading. So um, congrats to the guys that are leading now, and good luck to everybody else. Um, I like the league a lot. You guys are very competitive, so let's keep it going. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's um, awesome. For anybody that didn't get to join the league this year, there will be an opportunity to join the league every year. This league, this year, the prize is $75 worth of Pro Fans Pro Sports, Sports, Sports merch. merch. Yeah, that's right. Um, every year, the, the prize yes. will change. and get bigger. It should, it should get better and bigger. So yep, if you yep. want to participate in the Pro Fans Sports Podcast Fantasy Football League, just email us and let us know. Um, yep. It's free to join and you get a, you win a prize. So Free. Free. No yeah, money exactly. down. Yeah, yes, no money down. Guaranteed. Zero. All you got to do, though, is you got to support us. You got to listen to our podcast. Yes. yes. You got to, you know, Purchase follow, us, you know, follow us on social media. Right. Follow right. us on social media and listen to our podcast. That's exactly. it. Exactly. That's all we ask. We don't ask for much. That's pretty easy criteria. But, um. Uh, with that in mind, let, let, I think we wanted to do a little uh, fantasy segment where we do a start bench um, waiver wire pickup and stuff like that. Did you guys have any names that you guys um, who who do you guys think you should be started this week? I don't this week. So I'll let you guys know. Uh, so yeah, for this week's uh, fantasy segment, a uh, person that think you know should start is uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Who's who are they playing? Uh, well, th- th- this was based on. Last week's mm-hmm. uh, game, they, they played the Browns uh, last week. So uh, that's why I would have started him in, in that game. And he did pretty well. Uh, and then bench, uh, I would say Carson Wentz. But bench. He hadn't played well. I didn't think that was that good of a matchup, uh, you know, c- coming into this week. So, well, this past week. So I'm not surprised that he didn't play well. Uh, once again, and I even heard that he got booed in an empty stadium, which is an insane, to say the least. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, sleeper, uh, I was actually going to have as a sleeper J.J. Taylor. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, even though he really wasn't much of a factor, I thought, uh, you know, with the you know Pats not having James White uh, in there, he, you know, would have gotten some carries and would have been more involved in the offense and got more opportunities but unfortunately that didn't happen but i still think that will uh happen moving forward he'll get his uh chances when uh you know when they come so we'll, we'll see when that happens and then the waiver wire pickup i would say uh jonathan taylor from the indianapolis colts 
Uh, if he's still available, because I don't think he's available anymore at this point. That's true. Um, if he isn't available, uh, but you know, if he is, I'd certainly go out there and uh, you know and, and pick him up without question. Uh, another probably good waiver wide pickup would be uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, for, for, for sure. So with the Tyrod Taylor injury, so that's another guy worth uh, picking up in your leagues if he's available. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. For me, um, who I'm going to say is a start this week, um, you know, I, I'm glad I'm able to actually say that. And, you know, um, when I didn't draft this guy, because like the rest of the league, I was a little skeptical, you know, based on like health and stuff like that. But Cam Newton, you know, the guy he's been ripping, he's been he's been ripping it, man, for the last couple oh, weeks. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. if he's not throwing touchdowns, he's running them in, you know, at least two. Uh, the last couple of weeks, and um, last night, what he throw for three hundred ninety-seven yards yep. and, and scored two touchdowns. So, you know, yeah, so yeah. Um, I, they're gonna face the Raiders coming up, and I don't trust the Raiders to do shit. So um, <laughs> that's definitely a start. Um, a sit is um, Kirk Cousins. He sucks. Yes. Okay. Like Trash. he hasn't been doing shit, and I know that because I have him. I had him as a starter, and he gave me like fucking. <laughs> oh six Lord, points. you really started Kirk Cousins? You didn't know he was a, trash. It's a, it's a two quarterback league, so I, I started uh, Kirk Cousins as my as my second quarterback. You know, just to get the points, and I mean, it makes sense because he has nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy they lo- they they lost. Um, Diggs. Stephon Diggs. He had more reception yards than than any you know than they threw. Um, Minnesota all together. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So um, oh, definitely sit that guy. Um, a waiver wire pickup you want to get is um Gaskin from Miami. Um, cause you know the guy that they have, who they got, OJ Howard, something like that. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Yes. Um, he's not doing what he's he needs to do in Gaskin. Yeah, he's been, been trash. Yeah, right, right. he's been getting the um bulk of the you know the the playing time, and also you might want to pick up Edmonds from Arizona. Um, he's been doing his thing. Well, they um, got Kenyon Drake though, but I heard he hasn't been doing. He hasn't well. been What's doing up shit. With him? I don't That's know. Crazy. But Edmonds has been doing all right. Um, you know, if he hasn't been picked up yet, Zach Moss from yeah, from that's another go from Buffalo from, from Buffalo. the Bills. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, as as the year goes on, I think he's just gonna get more and more carries, and I don't think um. What's his name? Singletary is going to do much to actually stop that. So um, that's what I got. And um, a sleeper for you, I would go with, um, even though I don't trust anybody in the the Patriots running back core, because we see what they do. It's by committee. Like everybody's going to get their touches. So, um, but I would pick up Damian Harris because Sony Michelle sucks. Okay. And I would, you know, I mean, I love Sony. He's Haitian. You know, we say that shit all the time, but like business is business. And yesterday what he, he averaged like, he averaged nothing. He had like 19 yards on seven carries Carries. or something like that. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and, and the line has been playing well too. You know, I think the big excuse for him has been, you know, the line, he needs a line to actually do his thing. We have a good line this year. You know what I'm saying? So you should be getting like Cam had no help yesterday. Right. When it came to the running game at all. So, um, I would, I would pick up Damian Harris and stash him because, uh, next week, it's going to be the last week. He's going to be an injured reserve. Injured, he comes right, back. the first three yes, weeks, so he'll and, be back the following. Yep. And from what I was hearing all offseason, he was he was the guy out there. He had so a really good camp. Yeah. I, I expect him to come in and, and take the job right away because Sony Michelle hasn't done shit to actually solidify himself as a starter this year. And I think he might still be you know dealing with some stuff. So um, that's going to be my start bench and sleeper and waiver wire pickup um, for the week. So. Um, that's it for the fantasy segment. We'll try to get, you know, into the fantasy stuff. Um, maybe we'll do weekly. 
start bench sleeper um, one. Yeah, you could do um, a weekly segment like that. Yeah, yeah for, good. for our fantasy people. So be on the lookout for that. But I want to get into uh, what's happened this week um, and last week. Um, we had Tom Brady's debut um, last week where he he lost the game. Um, so and yeah. then this week where he faced the Carolina Panthers and they won the game. So Brady's one and one right now. Um, what have you guys seen from Brady and how, how are you guys feeling about the start of his season so far? You know, Brady hasn't played well. Um, he, he hasn't been on the same page with all his receivers. Um, Gronk look done. I don't know why he came back. Um, he, he looks slow. He looks unaware of what's going on. He, he hasn't caught up to the speed of football yet. He was out for a year, and, and it's hard to get back to football speed when you're out in the league for a year. Um, Brady himself, I think it's going to be a gradual progress throughout the year for him to get better. Um, he he threw two interceptions week one. Um, week two, he threw one and one touchdown. Um, he played better in week two, but not great. Um, so I think I expect a lot better from him, and I think he will get a lot better. What I, what I am disappointed in is I've seen on social media a lot of people making fun of Brady. Oh, I should have stayed. I should have blah, blah, blah. And as a Patriots <laughs> fan, and I've seen other Patriots fans making those jokes as well. And as a Patriots fan, I just think it's <laughs> it's it's wrong. I For a guy that played... Is it? Yes. For a guy that played with you for 20 years, brought you six Super Bowls, something that nobody has ever seen, Somebody and that's the way you treat him after he leaves you, I, I'm very disappointed in that. But um, nevertheless, I'm rooting for Brady, and I think he will do better as the year goes on. What do you think of um, Arian's comments about him? I mean, all he said was those those interceptions was on Brady, and they were, and that's what a coach should do. Mm. Okay, Barry, how, how do you feel about Brady's debut so far? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of agree with Vlad. I don't think he's played very well, but I'm not too surprised. I knew that team was going to get off to a slow start, you know, since it's a new team. You know, he, he's playing, you know, with new receivers and in a new offense, so, you know, he needs a few weeks to – you know, get adjusted, you know, into, you know, they're playing with those guys in terms of, uh, you know, getting the chemistry and the timing uh, right on, on their routes. And, uh, and then, and yeah, knowing where, you know, guys are supposed to, you know, be and what, you know, route is going to be run uh, and, and, and stuff and, you know, where certain guys like the ball uh, be in place. So I, I, I'm not too surprised with uh, what we've seen to this point from, the Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I didn't think that those guys were going to click right away and uh, hit the ground running and he was going to be cooking right uh, from game one, uh, you know, since they didn't have any preseason uh, and, and, and can't really simulate game speed and, uh, and, and keep training camp. So that they'll certainly hurt them, you know, not being able to play any games in the preseason together to get themselves ready for uh you know, the regular season. So I think, like, the first three, four games is going to be, like, a preseason uh, for them where uh, they're going to be, you know, figuring some things out uh, offensively. You know, I thought he played better. Um, and uh, the game yesterday, well, the game on Sunday against the, you know, Carolina Panthers, but he still, you know, didn't play as, you know, well as you, you would you would think uh, he would. Uh, so I think he's certainly has, you know, ways to go as well as the rest of that team because, uh, you know, certain guys just haven't, uh, you know, looked like 
themselves and haven't played uh, to the way they're capable of or what we expected them to. I think, you know, so Chris, um, no, yeah, Chris Goodwin, right? Yeah, it is Chris Goodwin. He was out and injured as well, and he's, you know, one of their top uh, receivers. Uh, so hopefully he comes back soon. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I think he certainly played a little bit better with him and Mike Evans. I think their uh, chemistry and uh, the rapport between those guys was a little, uh, you know, a bit better than uh, what we saw in game one. Uh, they had that touchdown um, uh, on one of those nice back shoulder throw, um, you know, in, in, right from like 20 yards out, which was a good play. Uh, but, yeah, it will we'll be at least a little while before we see, uh, you know, Tom Brady play like himself and the Bucks offense play like everyone uh, you know, expected them to play and, you know, knows that they're capable of playing. Uh, and as far as the comments on, uh, you know, Bruce Arians on, Brady about, you know, the first game against the New Orleans Saints. I didn't really have a problem or an issue with it because, uh, I mean, what he was saying is facts. I mean, those in interceptions were pretty terrible and uh, throws in poor decisions that, you know, Brady made. I know one of them was on a miscommunication with him and Mike uh, Evans uh, where he threw Mike Evans actually ran the right route based on the coverage, but Brady threw it where he, you know, expected him to be and, you know, where he expected him to be clearly that, uh, you know, it wasn't open on, you know, on, on that play. So, you know, Mike Evans was the one that read the, the play right, but Brady just didn't, uh, you know, make the right throw and it ended up costing them. And then the second one was another really bad throw that I don't even know why he thrown the corner was right there and was sitting and, and anticipating that route uh and i don't know how brady didn't see uh that corner who undercut that and easily picked it off but uh nonetheless he'll learn from those uh interceptions and i don't think we'll see too many of those interceptions uh you know moving forward because he usually doesn't throw that many interceptions uh you know during the season so uh you know he'll show he get those out early in the year uh, so that later in the year, uh, we'll see much better uh, play from him and he'll make much better decisions and uh, not really throw uh, the way he did against New Orleans and Carolina uh, the first two weeks. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hope that's the case. You know, um, I think, I don't know, in my mind, Brady made a mistake um, leaving. To be honest, um, already with you. it's only week two, guys. It, it, it's only two games. We yeah. got a whole season. Of yeah, we got a whole season. He has a whole new playbook to 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 read. Um, has a whole new coaching staff to get used to and all that stuff. Um, and you know, speaking of interceptions, Brady has thrown in interceptions for the last four games. You know, including two that went back to the house. So um, I I don't know what what's going on with Brady, but he definitely um, because I you said that you you. You're waiting to see him get back to form. I don't know if he's gonna get back to that that Brady that we saw that's throwing 400. You know, what I mean, that's completing 35 out of 38. You know, throws. Well, you know, not, what I'm saying? Not, it's like that, that I don't know, Brady, bro. But I don't know if he um, has to be that great with what the offense and the weapons and, they and have his division around him. In his division, he's gonna have to be man because th those are some strong boys playing over there, man. Um, no, only think, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I, I, but I, I, got, I this really, is the yeah. NFC. You got to deal with everybody over there as well. You know yeah, I mean? that's like, true. When you it go is to the playoffs. Stuff. Like you're not just gonna see New Orleans. You know no, no, like, no. I hear what you're, you're gonna saying. see some competition now. Right, and, um, right. No, I, I get you. Yeah, I don't know. I've definitely seen a lot of throws that Brady's making. That you know, it, it just doesn't seem like Brady at all. Like um, there was the, the flea flicker. We've seen so many flea, flick, flea flickers here. Yeah, you used know, to run that all the time. We used to run that all the time. And Brady hits them to the house. 
Right. The other day, he threw it, and the guy had to come back to the ball. And I was like, yo, that's weird. That was, you know what I'm saying? That was a... Um, a um, when when um, I forgot what the running back was, mm-hmm. and he threw the ball back to Brady. It was a little bit awkward. Brady didn't get his hand on the laces, and it was underthrown. Um, I think it was Leonard Fournette on yeah, that play. It was, yeah, he, it was the way he received the ball, and he couldn't get a good zip on it because he, he didn't have his hand on the laces. Yeah. Did he still catch the ball? Or he no, he laces? still caught the ball, but I was just surprised at the fact that he had to come back, and I'm like, is that like an arm strength thing going on? You know, because like so. even though, like I mean, even though if the guy, see, if like if you see that throw he threw to the receiver, hit him on the helmet. Yeah, that was a beautiful throw. The Listen, guy, man, the guy was just <laughs> hit him on the helmet, and I'm, then there was another, ready for and it, then man. there was another throw, a beautiful other throw on the end zone in the head of Shady McCoy. Listen, yeah, that he dropped, he dropped it right there. I'm looking oh, at, God, I'm looking at, um, that. you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at, um. Patrick Mahomes, I'm looking at Cam Newton. These guys throw the ball, man. Just a quick flick, not, and it's fucking 50 yards down, down. I mean, down there. I, I mean, down the field. Have, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna have that conversation. Um, Brady has we're we're not. Been, Brady um, has never been that guy. I'm just saying, man. That's not how Brady he has never been that guy. But we, when we saw him with good weapons in 2007, he was killing it. You know what I'm saying? In um, a system that he has been there before. Exactly, man. I, that's why I said I I'm going to give Brady time himself for service to go over there. I'm going to give Brady um, time and give him time to get better. Um, if it's game six, he's like this. Then I was wrong, but I don't. I, I believe Brady will bounce back. I'm concerned for him. To be honest with you, um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned, for, uh, I'm concerned about the line. Right, I right. Think, I'm concerned more about Gronk too than, yep. than than Tom Brady. I think Tom Gronk Brady will get like it a together. Shell of himself, man. Yeah, like God, my yeah. Like, goodness. Some of those like passes that, Brady sent to him, I'm like, yo, these were like automatic fucking passes yeah, those, with the yeah, with the Patriots, yeah, man. Yeah. Right, and it's right. like he's not getting his head around in time. Yep. He's not anticipating, and like you said, you know, one year out of football, we'll do that. And I don't know if he actually planned to come back. I don't know if he actually came back because, you know, Brady called him and was like, yo, I'm moving. You know, you want to run this back one more time? I, I don't know. But um, he doesn't look like himself. Um, and it does. The, the guys are definitely not on the same page as Tom Brady, man. You know, um, but he had a good game with um, with Mike Evans. I think it was eight yeah, passes. Yeah, yeah that was good. Five hundred something Their yards. connection was good. Um, I think yeah. his connection with Godwin is gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. He has another white boy, number ten. I think he, he has, had the most receptions. He last has game. a good connection with. He's gonna have another. He's gonna be another Edelman, another Welker. Um, right, he's another there. like slot receiver yep, guy. Yep. You know, Brady loves the slot. And also, receiver. Brady has a good oh, yeah. running game. Yeah, he does. He has a good running. He guy. does, so man. I thought Leonard um, Fournette played well. Yeah, oh he did. man, it, I mean, he yeah. closed out that game for them. Yeah. I'm not. Um, I'm not um, wishing bad on Tom Brady at all, but I can definitely see some chinks in the armor. Um, I can see. I some, mean, he's 43. I can see some age. Yeah, of course, we're um, gonna see that, right? At this <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like when you talk about Brady, sometimes it's like everything else is the problem and it's not Brady at all you know what no, I mean um, he hasn't played well exactly so sure. it's like when he doesn't play right, well right. like we're gonna say he doesn't play well exactly. and we're holding him accountable exactly, exactly. when you look yeah. at somebody like Cam Newton who's on the Patriots you know let, let's just move on to actually uh, the Patriots and their game that just happened because I feel like we've spent enough time on Tom Brady but and on the um, Bucks, right, right. you know uh, but let's talk about our boys on the Patriots um you know, I'm I'm definitely very very surprised with Cam Newton and what what he's been able to do so far with those same guys that Tom Brady couldn't do shit with last year. You know what I'm saying? Like Nikhil Harry, um, the way uh Cam Newton came out to his defense, making him look on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian Edelman had the most receiving yards he's had in his career yesterday. I know, that's crazy. That's weird. As long as he's been with Tom Brady, he already surpassed that with Cam Newton and Romeo in week two. That's 
unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, but let, let's do a little recap of of the game that was last night, and we're we're recording on a Monday because we want to make sure we get those games so we can comment on it for you guys. So, um, what did you see uh, last night? What surprised you? What didn't surprise you? What do you think we should do um, moving forward? Man, what a game last night was! Crazy um, game. Yeah, it was. Patriots versus Seahawks. Um, I didn't, I did not expect for us to play that well. We played really well on offense. Defensively, we were lacking. Um, we miss our linebackers dearly. Yeah. Our front seven is not the front seven that we need. A lot more reinforcement for the pass rush and for stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Um, but offensively, I'm gonna start with the offense. Came you in, unbelievable, unbelievable. He did. Unbe- unbelievable um game he played well with edelman like we said um he played he distributed the, the ball to the other guys um he ran the ball well ran in the end zone um the last play of the game i'm not gonna say too much about it all i'm gonna say is that the patriots could have still run came you in but in a different different formation. way yeah exactly in a different right, formation right. the formation yeah. that they ran him in was not conducive it's too predictable to, exactly it, it was exactly it was too, too obvious right, right um belichick the team definitely should have taken a timeout after that edelman pass um i think there was 25 seconds that um the 25 seconds went from the clock i think we were at 36 by the time we hit our next play we were at nine seconds so 25 seconds left the clock by the, between that time and we should have taken a timeout if we had taken a timeout we could have won we could have run two more plays in the end zone to get into the end zone um it would have given given us more of a chance to get in the end zone but besides that it was a good offensive um performance by the patriots um on the ground um on the mostly in the air um the the tools that um kim Newton were making was very impressive mm-hmm. he was throwing darts out there um that that pick six i saw coming he been he threw to what's his name what's the um, number tied number 10 bird Bird, yeah, Demari Bird. Bird. Yeah. Bird. Was that a pick six? No, oh, I don't sorry, think it was sorry, not okay. a pick six. Like, I don't it was just an interception. Okay. The, yeah, the interception. The I saw that interception coming because he threw to Bird on that comeback two to three Twice. times. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was another. There was another throw to that. Um, to that comeback that almost got picked that didn't get picked, and yeah. I was like, okay, you need to. You need like the way he threw that comeback. He steered that comebacks down and threw the ball. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I yeah. saw that coming, and then. He almost got picked, and then a couple more plays he got picked. You right, know what I mean? right. So I think he needs to do a better, better job at that. Um, I, I saw him reading from his first option to his second option to his third option. That was really good. Um, you know, Cam Newton has been more than I expected, better than I expected, and I hope he just keeps getting better. I love him out there. He's really a joy to watch. Um, the consensus from last night to me has been. The Patriots will be all right. Yeah. Um. Right, yeah, af- no, right, af- right after the game, I got a text from my friend Rudy, who I've mentioned on here on the podcast. He told me he said we're gonna be all right. I got a text from John. The Patriots are gonna be all right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the consensus I've taken from that game. I don't like the loss. It feels like it feels like something is missing. The fact that we lost. Yeah. Um, we're missing, no, no, no we're, question. We're, we're missing some running backs it's, and a it's, receiver. It, it's not. Oh yeah. I, I hate. Oh, yeah. I, I hate the notion of a. Um. What do you call that? Moral maybe, victories moral or something victory. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe I hate too. that notion. There's and, no and, such thing as that. And it doesn't feel right. But it was it was good to see that the Patriots are okay without Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Because, yeah. you, you know, we, 
we we definitely i mean i personally definitely was like maybe there will be a little bit of a dip and and that still might happen it's still early in the year it's only game two yeah um there will be a little bit of a dip in the patriots perform performance but we have the coach and he's been he's he's been keeping those guys accountable and you know and he's playing well and i think they're doing a good job making him throw um working on his footwork um he's just been better than better than um i thought he was gonna be and um yeah absolutely yeah i know that was a hell of a game last night uh you know probably not probably it was the best game out of all the games uh that uh, we saw yesterday and even the best game of this season to the, this young season to this point uh Whoa, you know, better, better than um atlanta versus cowboys <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah it was a whole lot better than 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 that like oh god i don't know i don't know a whole lot better i don't know a whole lot better i mean i, I may have, have, uh, I I may have said that a little bit one uh, a one b one a one b did one you b. see that did you see that um um uh, offside recovery? Yeah, what was that? That was beautiful. Yeah, what? But, but beautiful. Like, did, did you see the that was the dumbest thing like, I've ever seen? That was like, the most bro. beautiful kick I've ever seen. No, no, no. You know how hard right. it is to he's right. You know how hard it is to recover the offside kick now. The, so before before the offside kick used to be you get a ten you get a ten yard run up to the ball. Mm-hmm. Now you don't get a ten yard run up anymore. So it's been almost I, I I'm not sure what the stats are, but I think it's ninety to ten percent. 90 times they don't recover, 10 times the other time, 10 I think 10% is a little too high. But the way the Cowboys kicker kicked that ball slowly, which, which confused Allen the Falcons, because they could have jumped on that ball at any time and they didn't. Because they were scared. For what? And jump and, on the damn ball. That's what you're out there for. That's what that's, you're supposed to be doing. And that's, that's what the, be- the hands team does. Jump on the football. Don't back Ew. away from it. Let it go 10 yards. And then all of a sudden, I want to get it. Like, what? And that's the beautiful part about that kick. Because nobody else has been able to figure that out. Nobody, no other team have been able. Every other onside kick that I've watched this year have gone straight to one of the catch, um, one of the head um guys. Yeah, you know, but that was an absolute choke job out there, like the Falcons. I mean, I'll give the Dallas Cowboys a little credit, but the Falcons, like that, was a straight up. They just shit themselves and wet the bed once again, and that's why when teams choke like that, like I, I don't consider that. A, a really good game because yeah it's a nice comeback and it's, it's cool that the cowboys came back and stuff but like i'm talking about a good competitive back and forth game that either team could have had a chance to win that game like the clearly the falcons should have won that game without question being up by 19 points with less than five minutes left, I still don't know how they lost that lead. So you like, they, they so scored you... 20 points in five minutes. Like, I don't know how the hell you let that happen. Like, the Cowboys deserve their credit. Listen. They you know, had an unbelievable comeback. They, you know, they executed when they needed to in terms of the onside kick and the other plays on offense that they needed to and getting the necessary stops that they needed to on defense to get the ball back. But, like, when so you have a b- better game, like a game that like was the Patriots and Seahawks that was, you know, saying one team scored, the other team answered. One team scored, the other team answered. Like a competitive game that was well played and that was, for the most part, both teams executed when they had to with the exception of a few plays. Like that, that game, that was just an absolutely pathetic and an absolute, 
you know, joke of what the Falcons that, did is, in the last that, five minutes of, of, hey, of let, that let, game, and that took all Hold up, hold up, though. And let me talk. I mean, you oh, saw go me ahead, talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so, what's yours? So, are you, are you, do you feel that same way about that Super Bowl against the Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Y'all saw that, right? Because I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, the, I'm not saying the Patriots game wasn't a good game, but I'm saying the Falcons game was almost as equally a good game as that. That, and, no, that was and, a good game. And, bro. and if you tell me that wasn't a good game, that was a pathetic game, then Super Bowl, whatever that Super Bowl was, Super Bowl 52, 53 53 or something like that. Fifty-one. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was, then you tell me that wasn't a good game either. I wouldn't say all and that. Then, 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 your, then, then, your argument, then your argument is not valid. Then your argument is not valid. I think, I think that's just disdain for the Cowboys, but we want to continue with the Seahawks. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, who was talking about the Seahawks? Was it you? Yeah, no, he was talking about the oh, Seahawks. Yes. Sorry, keep um, talking about and, the Seahawks. And I think where you were at, where you, you, compared, you said you thought uh, the Seahawks and Patriots game was way better than um, Atlanta. And then, um, versus, off, so. and then we cut you out. So go ahead. Go. So... That game was, was certainly could have gone either way. Uh, the Patriots had their chances and opportunities to win that game uh, without question, and they didn't, you know, take advantage of it. Even though I thought they played uh, exceptionally well on offense, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, controlled the game on that side of you know the, the field when they had the ball. I uh, thought they had the Seahawks defense on you know their heels for you know for the most part and uh, really had their way uh, moving the ball um, particularly in you know the passing game since you know the running game was non-existent uh, you, you know none of the running backs really were productive to this point uh, well last night at least they weren't so I thought you know Kim Newton by by far was you know the best player for us and was impressive I did I. Glad that he threw the ball well as as, as he did. Um, you, you know, we certainly he you know was pretty accurate and made some you know really good throws. And the receivers made some really great catches, especially those diving catches by you know Edelman uh, were certainly you know really impressive and uh, really you know great, great catches that in big plays that you know helped us come back in the game uh, when we're down. Uh, double digits in the third quarter. Uh, I thought that you know the you know de- defense you know was just straight trash last night, and I mean I, I think you know want to give them a little bit of a pass just because you know we know how great of a quarterback Russell Wilson was, and we know Russell Wilson was cooking and in his bag last night, and he was just throwing some great and some perfect and beautiful dimes and passes that and you know that I don't think the Patriots could really do anything about there were a couple of plays that I saw where the Patriots had tight and really good coverage and Russell Wilson just you know threw it downfield and you know beautifully placed where his receiver could only get it and like and it was just like the Patriots secondary had no chance and he was just you know locked in and in the zone and playing at an extremely high level as you know we expect him to and we knew that it was going to be tough to win this game especially if he uh plays well and that was certainly the case last night uh and that's why he's you know was rated as what the second uh, highest player and the second best quarterback in the league and he showed 
exactly why uh, you know he was rated that high in the top 100 ratings uh, in that game last night, uh, and particularly on that play that you know where Gilmore was covering Metcalf and Gilmore was right on his hip, like and had pretty good coverage. But the way that Wilson placed that ball, just he had Gilmore had no chance and was you know completely uh, out of that play. So I think you know it was. Frustrating about the loss was certainly the decision making in terms of, uh, you know, the time, you know, management, uh, the clock management on that two minute drill uh, wasn't very good. Uh, you know, it definitely should have been better. Um, you know, you should have called the timeout sooner and should have, uh, or it should have spiked the ball a lot sooner, particularly after that Edelman catch. Uh, you know, that got them in the red zone. That When he landed in bounds, that should have been a timeout right away. I don't know why they tried to hurry to the line and run a play when they had two timeouts at that point and uh, should have at least used one of them. And then that last play there, like, come on, you've got to run something better than that. Like, I get the QB draw was working with, you know, Cam Newton, and they scored on a play like that early in the game, but you knew the Seahawks were going to be ready for it particularly when you run that heavy formation with the three tight ends uh, packed in on the line uh, and only one person in the backfield. Like, you've got to run a better formation on that, at least have either someone else in the backfield with Kim Newton, another person that's a threat that could be able to run the ball and get into the end zone or, you know, have like a three wide receiver set that was working for him and spread them out. Uh, make those guys cover so there's not as many people in the line so that Cam Newton can be able to have more room to, to run and get into the end zone uh, you know, from the one-yard line. So I think they certainly should have done a better job of that, uh, and they, they didn't. Um, so that's really what they came down to. Seattle made a really great play at the goal line, and I uh, think they, they certainly played better on both ends of the field of, you know, a little bit better than the Patriots did. But, yeah, that defense needs to be cleaned up because there's some big-time holes on that Patriots defense uh, with the linebackers. The linebackers were awful as well as that D-line uh, was awful. Winovich, I thought, had a solid game. But other than him, uh, there was really no one else that was a factor and that really had an impact on that game. They were able to do anything they wanted offensively uh, and you know, without any resistance and with – you know, without any penetration uh, from that D-lining from the front seven. So that has to improve um, significantly. He's going to have to do bring some guys in or, uh, you know, and figure something out because that defense can't keep playing that bad if we're going to expect the Patriots to perform well and be a competitive team this year that has a chance to win the division and make the playoffs. So I believe that will happen, and I believe that the Patriots will – uh, you know, be a good team this year and that they will, you know, get better at those things that they didn't do well last night and that, um, you know, they'll certainly be a team that's a force to be reckoned with in the, you know, AFC uh, moving forward. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't think that there's much I, I need to be adding on to this. Um, I thought last night was a great game. Um, you know, I think I watched the games very critically. And at the end of the game, like I, you know, like I texted you, I, I felt like, yo, we're, we're going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely did factor into the fact that uh, Russell Wilson's the hottest quarterback right now. You know what I mean? Um, the way he's playing, he's definitely the MVP of the league right now. And mm -hmm. we, we went through that offense and, you know, they got some they got some boys playing playing on the offensive end there, you know. Um, 
I was definitely disappointed in the defense. You know, um, I thought the pass over Stephon Gilmore, he was there. You know, it's not like he was he wasn't, you know, in the play. It Russell Wilson just dropped the freaking dime. You exactly. know, and the one exactly. against Jason McCourty, same thing, you know. Um, it, it's just one of those throws that was perfect, but the guy was in position to make a play. It was just the throws that were perfect. Um, one thing that I didn't like though was was the passes to the running back, how open they were. You know, the the pass, the the thirty two yard touchdown to uh to a Chris Carson. Yeah, that yeah, was very yeah. bad. That was very bad. And was, I was like, that, why that is was he a so blown coverage. That you know, no we have no linebacker. We have no linebacker. And the one with Swain also, that was like wide open. And I'm like, yo, what is going on, yeah, man? No, those were um, busted coverages. That's why you, know. you need Chung. That's yeah. where you need. Um, I saw the rookie out there, man. Exactly. Yeah. I saw the rookie out there. He was he was doing his thing. But um, we, we definitely need to address some stuff on defense, you know. And we do have, you know, the most cap space right now in the league to do what we got to do. I think what we were waiting for was to see how it would look, you know, with Cam Newton. And if you watched last night's game, you can see that, hey, we have a chance to do some things this year, right? Mm-hmm. So, Bill, Patriots, y'all need to go out there and, and add to the team for, for help, you know what I'm saying? Um, whether that's getting, you know, a capable receiver um, somehow. Um, if if this thing with Odell Beckham comes into fruition, great, you know, because I feel like um, if we have that one more piece, then Cam Newton can actually throw it the way he wants to instead of using his legs the whole time. Um, which you know he's gonna he's always gonna use his legs because that that's what he does mm-hmm. and you know you know c- creating you know that's what he does that's yeah. why he uses the legs and right. um and you can see he fits our players better um than Brady did because he could you know those guys are small and they're not gonna get away from a lot of people but when you extend the drive they're able to get open and kill Harry is able to use his body put it right on him um you know but I mean all in all I like the way Cam Newton came out. And um, was talking at the end there, at the end of um, the game, you know, his press conferences. He he looks like he wants it, man. And I think it's safe to say he's he's back, dude. I think he's probably going to be on his way to getting the comeback player of the year, you know, because if he don't, I don't know who else is playing as well so early on during during the season. And he just looks like his old self, man. Um, and hopefully he doesn't get injured. But, um, you know, now we're, we're actually going to be facing the Raiders. Uh, the Seahawks are one of the top teams in the NFL, so I wasn't surprised that we lost, and I'm more surprised that we kept it that close than anything, you know. Um, and I think yeah, we could have won the game, you know. And right. you know, the fact that we could have won the game is encouraging. But um, mm-hmm. we do face the Raiders this week, and um, that that should be something, you know, that should look different um than than the Seahawks games. Uh, what do you guys think about the Seahawks? I mean, the the Raiders, and um, what are you looking forward to? I mean. I don't know too much about the Raiders. I, I do know they have the, some fast. Rec- they they drafted three receivers or something. They did in the first. Was it was that in the first round or something or like in the second? Uh, it was something crazy. It was like multiple, in like the first few rounds. Yeah, they the drafted multiple like receivers. receivers. So, that's right. Yeah. So um, so that's gonna be interesting to see. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see if how our not mostly our secondary but our front seven and our linebackers if they can get to the quarterback and and cover some of those guys so that's that's gonna be very interesting to see i i i expect to see kim and having another good game um and i do expect expect us to win that game yeah yeah i'm definitely agreed that we should win this game without question i don't think the los angeles i mean not las, las, las vegas las vegas excuse me i'm still trying to get used to them not being oakland uh you know, Raiders, who since they were there forever. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they, they should win this game. I uh, think they're oh, 
the Raiders, I'm just going to say the Raiders. The Raiders aren't very good. Uh, they certainly, you know, have, you know, are really, you know, young on offense and uh, have a lot of guys that aren't experienced. I think, you know, Derek Carr is not really that good and hasn't, you know, been playing well ever since his injury. He hasn't been the same quarterback uh, he was a few years ago uh, before that, you know, devastating injury that he had. Uh, so I think our defense should play better, but I mean, still, we don't quite know uh, how that's going to be uh, come Sunday uh, after this uh, performance they had, but then at least they're not facing an offense that isn't, you know, as good and doesn't have as much talent as uh, Seattle did. And so I think, you know, certainly the you know offense, the Patriots offense will, you know, continue to play well as they did uh, last week. Uh, and, well, really the first two weeks that they played pretty well. So I think that will continue, uh, you know, with Kim Newton and, uh, you know, and the receivers. But I want to see the running backs play well because they didn't play well uh, you know, last night against the Seahawks. So I think I want to see them uh, get that running game going like they did against Miami and get those running backs involved and uh, and, and establish the running game early and often. So uh, I, I want to see, you know, these guys play better and uh, be more productive than what they were uh, last night. And I think they'll, they'll do that and they should win this game handily by uh, double digits by at least um, – you know, two possessions. So uh, the, the, certainly the Patriots are in a good uh, position to be able to win this game as long as they go out there and execute and play uh, the way that they're capable of playing and that they have played, um, you know, to this point on offense. But definitely we have to see improvements on the defense. And um, definitely I think we'll, you know, have a good chance to see that on um on Sunday against the Raiders. Yeah, I think on Sunday against the Raiders, if we stop the run, then we win the game because that's really all they have with Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, he's you know nice. what I'm saying. Yeah, Other than yeah. that, they got um um what is it, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs who uh, yeah. is yeah. actually dealing with some injuries right now, some ailments, not injuries, but um he was limited a little bit. And then their best guy is uh D Waller, uh the tight end over there. Oh, Delaney Waller. Yes, no, no Waller. Waller. Oh, D. Waller. Yes. No, no, right, 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 right. Not um, Delaney Walker. Yeah, he's, he's, he's their best weapon. And That's he's true. A tight he's end. nice, though. He's really yeah. nice because yeah. I have him on fantasy as right, well. Right. And, he you can know, ball, yeah. He's, the, he's their top receiver over there. Yep, um, yep. That's so right. I think um, we can definitely neutralize that because that's their top weapon. And I don't think they have anything else to offer, really. Um, uh, Derek Carr, I don't trust him at all. So yeah, I, I don't no, think there's um, much to be said about the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. And we are also at home, so... Um, I expect to win. Um, I do expect them to, to to win, you know, by at least a couple touchdowns, um, if we're being honest, you know. Um, let's see if the game plan goes back to, you know, the direction of the Miami game. I know? think it will. Because um, I think that will, too. So, I think they're going to definitely burn clock um, just to get the game over over with pretty quickly. So It should um, be a run-heavy offense. Yeah, game. man. But uh, that's going to be it for our, our previews for the Patriots and our NFL uh, segment. Uh, we're going to jump into the NHL right now um, where we got the Stanley Cup going on. Yeah. And um, right now we got the Dallas Stars versus Tampa Bay Lightnings. Um, and um, the Lightning won game one. Is that correct? No. It says Dallas won game one. Dallas won game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, four to one. Okay, it's right there. My, my, my bad people. 
you know, um, I'm, I got my Ron, Ron Burgundy stuff on today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Dallas leads them 1-0. I don't know if you guys are paying much attention to the, to that series because I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not really paying attention to that series at all. Yeah, I'm paying um, attention a little bit because um, it's still the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Um, they're playing a game um, today, Monday. So when you guys listen um, yesterday, um, so Dallas might be 2-0 by the time you guys listen or it might be a 1-1 series. Um, I just think it's interesting that the Dallas Stars might be the team that brings a championship to Dallas before the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, so that's that's yeah. a, that's something to annoy Cowboys. Yeah, no, but for sure, uh, I haven't really been paying much attention to this uh, series. Uh, but you know, I think it will be you know a good competitive series against uh, you know two teams that you know are really good. But I'd probably say the Lightning will win this series i think it'll go like six or seven games and i think the lightning will bounce back tonight to even up the series at one well it's uh, who who you guys choosing to win? who you guys hoping win i honestly don't have a pick i just i'm not that invested mm-hmm. who do i want to see win yeah uh i want to see the tampa bay lightning yeah i want to see that too because um they beat the bruins and if you're gonna beat my team to, get, to go along you better win the, the whole shit you exactly know you better win the chip exactly you know right, right. don't don't go in there and lay a cup, fucking egg yeah. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, but that's what's going on with the NHL, man. That's that league's almost over, man. You know, and um, on to another league that's actually about to go into the playoffs, and uh, majority of the teams are going to be at home, just like the rest of us, into the MLB. Um, so the Red Sox played a three-game series against the Yankees, um, and they lost two out of the three games. So um, on Friday, the 18th, they they lost six to five. On the 19th, they lost eight to zero, and then on Sunday, which actually was was a game that that a rookie pitched in they won by uh they won 10 to 2 um yeah and that rookie looked actually pretty good man um yeah he's gone six rounds in the last two starts and he's thrown no hitters so six innings yeah yeah six innings i mean um wow that's impressive right right but the ale standings right now so tampa bay rays at 35 and 19 yankees at 31 and 22 they're back in second place blue jays at 27 and 26 Orioles at 23 and 31, and our Red Sox at 20 and 34, which sucks. So they, um, are, they are literally six games left in the in the MLB um, season. season yeah. Um, yeah. The Red Sox, I believe, have a series against the Orioles. That's three games. And I think they have another series that's a three games. So they're only playing two more teams. And that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's, that's all she right, wrote, right. man. And um, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees are ready clinched uh, playoff spots. They clinched their uh, playoff berth this past uh, week. Um, so they'll both be in the playoffs, those top two teams in the American. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, just like basketball, the MLB is actually going to come up with, they're, they're doing their own um, MLB bubble So uh, with the playoffs. So that's going to be in two different locations. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, um, which is good for them because they need to keep keep Corona down, man. Um, and that's going to help a little bit. And speaking of Corona, you know, our, our um, beloved, you know, one of our legends actually caught caught the, the COVID um, and his brother caught it too. Big Poppy um, had COVID-19 and he's he's now in recovery. So I'm assuming I think he's recovered. Actually. He's, yeah, he's recovered all the way. He's doing better now. Um, yeah, he recovered. Was he actually here for the 10 year anniversary thing? Because I know he was supposed to be on a special for the 10 year anniversary of some stuff that that was going on with him. Um, and then that news came out. Um, I don't know anything about the 10 year anniversary, but I um, he was he had COVID. He was um, what do you call that? 
asymptomatic. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I think he, you know, got tested and one guy had it. Yeah, okay. the last took tested well it was on Friday and that was negative. Uh and then, yeah, he lost twenty five uh pounds and you know, this that's the way to that, do that, it. That, that was uh you know that, that that was mean good that he tested negatively, but it was unfortunate that he, you know, ended up catching uh the virus. So, you know, I'm glad that he's doing better now and then his brothers uh got hospitalized and had it worse. So, you know, hopefully his brother does better and, you know, recovers fully as well as uh, Big Poppy did. Yes, sir. Um, and now we're going to move into our, our soccer segment. Um, and Vlad, take it away. Good, dude. Since we last talked, um, the New England Revolution played against New York FC and they that game finished nil-nil. Um, the New England Revolution are still in seventh place in the Eastern Conference Finals. So they have the last spot for the playoffs. So hopefully they do make it. Um, some transfer news in um, the world soccer. Um, Liverpool signed Thiago, um, midfielder Thiago Silva. Uh, Thiago Alcantara. Um, Juventus signed Arthur Vidal. Um, Suarez. Um, Luis, Luis Suarez from Barcelona is rumored to sign with Atletico Madrid. Um, Gareth Bell joins Tottenham on a one-year loan. Um, Alvaro Morata joins Juventus. And Dele Alli is rumored to go to PSG. So a lot of people are moving around. Um, those leagues are about to start, um, and some of them actually have started. So, yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated this 2020 on soccer. I like that. I like your pronunciation on those things. It's like, what yeah, the no, fuck are cool. Tiago Alcantara? Whatever, man. <laughs> right, for real. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, Um, and now, finally, man, we're going to move into uh, the last segment of the show, but not least, the B-Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. And, um, Barry, who you got? So, yeah, for this week's Big Money Lifestyle of the Week, uh, you know, I've just decided to give it to a team since they did something really amazing and special and then made history in, in, in you know, doing something that we, you know, have never seen before done uh, in the history of the NBA. And that team uh, would be the Denver Nuggets. Uh, so, I mean, we... we talked about it previously on uh, their episode earlier on our NBA segment. Uh, they certainly did a, uh, you know, have an amazing and uh, miraculous comeback, coming back from three games to one uh, for the second straight series in a row this playoffs and winning six straight uh, elimination games and two game sevens. Uh, so that was impressive and uh Astonishing that they were able to pull off, uh, come back, you know, twice in the same postseason, uh, particularly uh, against, you know, a Clippers team that was talented and a lot of people expected to at least go to the Western Conference Finals and, or, you know, to win the championship. Uh, so they certainly were, you know, very resilient and uh and, and they definitely played well with their backs against the wall and overcoming adversity uh, throughout this, you know, playoff run that they've gone through. Uh, you know, certainly Jamal Murray and Jokic have played some great and, uh, and unbelievable basketball. They've been at an extremely high level and playing like superstars and, uh, and playing like, you know, guys that are, uh, you know, will be all-stars in – for this in this league for for a while uh so you know big shout out to those guys uh on 
you know, pulling that off for a second straight series. And, uh, you know, they hope they continue to uh, make this playoff run last a little longer against the Lakers in the second, on the Western Conference Finals, uh, even though they're down 0-2 now. But as I've just, you know, previously stated, they're used to coming back uh, in series. Uh, so who knows if they can pull off another uh, incredible uh, comeback. Uh, but I certainly have a lot of respect for that team and what they've been able to accomplish uh, in the bubble up to this point will certainly not be forgotten, and we'll be talking about that uh, for the years to come uh, and for the foreseeable future. So congrats to uh, the Denver Nuggets on winning uh, this week's Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week Award. Yeah, fact, man. Congrats to them. Uh, they definitely did their thing. Um, definitely think they run into a buzzsaw, but hey, if they can do it twice, they can do it three times. So we'll see what happens, you know. Um, good luck to them. And that's going to be our show uh, for episode 27. If you're still listening, if you're still watching, we appreciate the support. And, um, you know, just share this with, with your peers. Share this with people you don't even know. Share it with whoever, man. You know, um, Vlad you know does a great job with the videos so make sure you're watching those as well and sharing those and um until next time we'll catch y'all man this was pro fan sports podcast for the fans of the pros go peace out peace out see you guys have a good week all right